So we do need to look around the whole person, everything they're eating, everything they're drinking, their physique, things that may have happened to them in the past, any injuries, what red flags, do they need referral? You know, is it that all of these things look fine um, and they really need that referral to exclude anything dangerous? So there's a lot involved in the headache and migraine picture. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine. So today in the podcast, I thought we might talk about migraines and headaches because as we head through the year, well, actually all times of year, really, um, the headaches are upon us. So sometimes it's because of environmental factors. It might be you're more prone to hay fever or you're, as we go into the summer, you're drinking less. And we need to talk to our clients about these things as well. So when we're addressing migraine and headache factors, I mean, there's a number of supplements and herbs that we can use for our clients, but we need to figure out their risk factors. We need to figure out the differential diagnosis and our naturopathic nutritional treatment aims. So there's a lot involved in the headache and migraine picture. So a number of things that we need to ask our clients are, you know, how often does it happen? What is the frequency of you having these migraines or these headaches? Um, we need to look at risk factors like obesity. Are they overweight or underweight? You know, this can be another stress factor to the brain. What about medications? You know, we need to consider medication overuse headache syndrome, which is where they keep taking more and more and more painkillers and they just never hit the spot. And so that's something we really need to consider. We need to know what they're taking and the contraindications and whether they're doubling up on um, medications. Stressful life events can be a real issue and a real stress factor, a real risk factor for um, migraines and headaches. Another one is caffeine. People don't realize that caffeine overuse can give you that, those headaches and migraines as well. And not to forget, you've got your caffeine overuse. What about sleep apnea and snoring? So if you've got your really exhausted person all the way through the day, they're completely exhausted trying to stay awake. And then at night, they're not sleeping properly due to sleep apnea, possibly because of obesity, also because of the pain that they're in. Age can be a risk factor. Um, it depends where you are, especially for women during the cycle as well. So it can be hormonal. And, you know, the diet, someone's socioeconomic group can really dictate those headaches as well. And not forgetting, of course, head injury. Head injury can be a major factor. Along with head injury, we can get spinal movement. So where we're not, the head isn't sitting where it should, and that can increase um, tension headaches. So if we've got that referred pain from trauma or muscular tension or inflammation, we need to know, you know, which type of headache it is. And is that the type of headache they have? You know, if they've got that spinal misalignment, it could be from a fall. It might not be from the head being bashed, but rather 
a netball injury, you know, they land really hard on a hip and misalign the whole body or land on a shoulder and misalign the body in that way rather than just head injury. Now, my thought, you know, we're coming into summer here now. Um, by the time you listen to this, um, we might be well into summer. And um, we've got to think about upper respiratory tract infections and nasal congestion and the obstruction because those sinuses, when they're full, can cause real pain in, you know, in the brain. And that's what it feels like. And we need to be take, looking at their diet and taking out those congesting foods as well as looking at the allergens in the atmosphere. What about dehydration? My very first client that came to see me um, with migraines, um, a lot of it, yes, there were hormonal portions, but there was a lot of dehydration involved as well. And so getting the correct fluid in there along with some supplements really changed how her migraines affected her. The other thing with migraines is, are they acute? Or are they chronic? You know, do they always have this low grade headache going on and sometimes it flares? Do they have um, the chronicity that it happens every single month and has done so for the last 20 years? You know, what is the chronicity of this problem? What is your person's vitality? And, you know, are they anxious? You know, is there anxiety and worry making that headache or migraine worse? And then ultimately, if you've been through everything and you can't find anything, then, you know, the nastiest bit might be the cancer or the brain tumor. And these things do need to be excluded. And we've got red flags there and we need referral. We've got reactions to foods and we've got reactions to medications. And all these things need to be taken into account when we think about this person with their migraine or their headache. So once we've established what type of headache it is and we've checked all their risk factors and we've checked their triggers, then we need to look at reducing that pain and inflammation. How are we going to do that? I mean, I always look at diet first, um, diet and fluid intake. So when I say diet, I do mean everything that goes into the body. So everything that, that's, you know, um, the water, is it rainwater so is that filtered rainwater or is it straight from the roof what heavy metals in it you know um where does the water come from is that water actually coffee um you know we have to decide what is going into that body everything that passes the lips so medication supplements food um any drinks that go in then we need to ensure that we're changing that diet to give optimal nutrition. And that's why we exist, isn't it? So that we can support our clients to reduce often these histamine foods. It might be that they're um, eating a lot of them they're allergic to, so they've got this inflammation if it's in the sinuses. And um, they might be eating foods that are hormonal. You know, they've got a hormonal side to them. Um, estrogen blockers or estrogen enhancers. You know, they might be eating everything out of warming it in plastic and BPA containing plastic and eating their foods from that. So we need to make sure that not only have we got this optimal nutrition and hydration, that we're not at the same time adding any, um, any extra estrogens or anything that we need to detoxify on top of that. And, you know, what is it that we need to detoxify? How are we going to detoxify? Is it their kidneys, their liver that needs support with detoxification? Um, and, 
because once we start to help with the detoxification processes, we can also start thinking about sleep issues. And detoxification isn't, you know, yes, our body detoxifies itself. It's designed to do so. But we need to support those detoxification processes. If the person in front of you is drinking coffee all day, then wine all night, then the liver is under a lot of stress and eating white bread. I mean, your person could easily have fatty liver. And, you know, skinny people have fatty liver and fat people have fatty liver because and we don't know why, but it's a lot of sugar is involved in that process. So we need to support the processes of detoxification. And, um, you know, we need to assess the body mechanics. You know, we need to see how those internal organs are working, but those internal organs are all held up, supported by the spinal structure. And, you know, the netballer who's fallen on a hip or on a shoulder, the rugby player is smashed into the scrum, you know, there can be misalignment there. And we, it may be that they need to go for um, spinal realignment. You know, I'm really looking at the cervical region as well. Maybe consider cranial osteopathy or craniosacral therapy. You know, chiropractic referral is probably what we really need to look at with some of these cases. So when we really think about it and we look, we might create our overview of this client. We need to know, you know, are they cluster headaches? Um, are they hormonal headaches? When do they happen? Are they tension or are they food related? Are they the sinuses as we've already mentioned? Um, you know, is it, I mean, it is primarily a manifestation of the neurovascular dysfunction. So how is it that we can support and work on this area to support our person to reduce their headaches or migraines. So we need to look at trigger foods, um, sugar, you know, sucralose. So foods that are high in histamines, oxalates. Um, we need to look also at um, spices and fruits, the um, caffeines, chocolate, cheese, there's another one, and citrus. Strangely, citrus can do it as well. With the um, migraine, we do want to consider sleep apnea, medication overuse. I've already mentioned those, haven't I? Obesity um, and um, exercise. And what about depression? I haven't mentioned that yet. And um, we need to think about the depression because the headache, it might be the motivator of the depression or it might the headache may come after the depression. Where is their depression? Is there anxiety? What is the mental health of our client like? Um, so once we've removed potential triggers and we've gone through, and it's not going to be in one appointment, is it? This is going to be over a number of appointments because to, for someone to change, they need ongoing support and they're not going to get that in one appointment. They need multiple appointments to get that ongoing support and that ongoing support is change because many, many times you'll see a person and they'll think that they've changed and they've done something and you look down and you go, well, actually you know, you've changed from eating this to this, but this product has a coating of milk powder, for example, and you've asked them to go milk free in the short term for whatever it may be. So they need that ongoing support and they need those regular consults. They didn't get the constant headaches overnight. They didn't get migraines. It wasn't their first one and they've rushed to see you. 
generally people have had their headaches for a period of time before they come to see the naturopath. They've tried medications and the medications haven't worked for them or they've worked only to a certain extent. So we do tend to be a last resort, which is kind of the wrong way around because there's always so much more work to do if you're a last resort than if you're a first um, port of call. So we need to reduce that inflammation and that is going to be by addressing those lifestyle factors and when we look at all the lifestyle factors and we give that long-term support we give that help we give um, what's needed to our client in a way that they can understand in a way that they feel that they're supported it's going to be slow change so i tend to start with one meal when i say one meal i say breakfast or lunch or dinner so when the client comes to see me um, and i look at their diet diary i always take the diet diary um, after the first appointment at the first appointment i just do a 24-hour diet recall then i hand out the diet diary um, and on the diet diary from the first appointment, then I can see where there's, it might be that lunch is always dreadful, or it might be dinner is always dreadful, or it might be breakfast, always dreadful, whichever one it is. Then um, I will say, you know, look, lunch here, it's, you know, you've always got to take away. Can we look at changing that? I'll go through alternatives with them. You know, we talk about swapping. What's easiest for them? How is it that they can do it? It might be that they make the, you know, their lunch or they only take scraps or leftovers, in which case we need to start talking about dinner so that they can take quality leftovers the next day. And that is the support that they need, that ongoing support and help that we can give them. So with our client there in front of us, you know, they've, they've got that migraine, they've got that headache. What are we going to do? We've gone through the diet. We're going to change the diet. We're going to increase good fluids. We may have to increase, um, you know, good fatty acids in the diet. We may want to increase, say, fish oils or other, um, you know, DHAs, EPAs, EFAs into the diet. We probably want to increase the magnesium intake. Um, we're going to be looking at lifestyle sleep, not just sleep apnea, but the whole sleep routine. It's called sleep hygiene. And we want to look at all of those areas because we need to see the whole day so that we can support our client to make changes. And they won't be able to make all the changes overnight. No one expects them to. And expecting them to just creates a pressure that they won't be able to cope with. So with our dietary modifications, um, we need to change those foods that go in, but we're going to be thinking about all of the supplements, you know, yes, magnesium, what about something simple like ginger tea to help with circulation? What about massage, osteopathy, the referrals? It might be that they want or need acupuncture. There's a number of things that we can think about that are going to promote the movement of the blood around the body, like ginger tea or capsaicin, or um, and what about the liver? The liver has to help. You know, it's under so much pressure of medication. It's under the pressure of the foods they're eating. So what about supporting that detoxification process? But we can do that in a fluid way as well. So, you know, if they've got loads of coffee in there, what about suggesting, you know, dandelion tea or dandelion coffee so that they actually get that support? They still get that, you know, milky drink, preferably with almond milk or coconut milk. But it means that we're slowly taking out some of these stimulants which are working against them repairing this headache. 
some of the other things that we really want to think about as well are simple, simple things like vitamin C. If you said to them, well, actually, I want to take all the citrus out of your diet. Citrus doesn't contain that much vitamin C, really. Some of it does. But, you know, unless they're eating kiwi fruit and papaya, they're not getting all of that major vitamin C. So it might be that you do actually want to increase some of these basic nutrients that they're not getting in the short term. So some of the really simple ones are B vitamins to help and support them. You know, the vitamin C, the vitamin D, vitamin E, all of these things will really help your client in the long term as we get them back on track and make sure that they start to recover themselves as you're supporting the changes which they will be undergoing. Personally, I use herbal medicines for the majority of my clients that have migraines. I will make up a herbal tincture. And then alongside, I will make sure that they've got the B vitamins, they've got the magnesium. Um, and there's a number of herbs that are really quite specific to migraines and headaches. I do like suggesting that they get some referrals, you know, osteopathy or chiropractic, um, so that they can get that manipulation if it's needed. Um, not everybody needs it. Not everybody likes it, in which case a massage if they can have it because it might just be this muscle tension is too much. Some people as well, you know, they're working in front of a computer. Do they need their eyes tested? There's often some really simple things in here that we do forget about. So I wear glasses and my glasses um, prior to now I've had a blue tint on them, especially for the screen. I recently got some new ones and they've actually got a blue green tint in them because I do all the filming. Um, you know, I'm in the groups, I'm in Strictly Education and Support and I'm in the academy and I'm in all my groups. I'm talking in my graduate program and I'm when I'm lecturing and the blue can actually be a little bit distracting. So I recently had a blue green tint put on them instead. And it's not quite as distracting as that blue when people are watching me. But you will see it in a lot of people's glasses online right now. And it needs to be there to help filter some of that light from the computer. So there's some really, you know, there's some simple things that we don't think about. You know, the eyes, is their eyesight good enough? You know, have... So when we look at the front of the face and think about the front of the face, we've got eyes, we've got um, the sinuses. We can have earring, hearing... <laughs> hearing, hearing difficulties as well. So it might be that um, you know, perhaps they've got tinnitus. Mm. Tinnitus can create, you know, cause that headache to be worse than it would otherwise be. So we do need to look around the whole person, everything they're eating, everything they're drinking, their physique, things that may have happened to them in the past, any injuries, what red flags, do they need referral? You know, is it that all of these things look fine um, and they really need that referral to exclude anything dangerous, you know, such as a brain tumor, for example. The, um, have they had mood changes? If they've had mood or mood changes or falls, then we'd definitely be looking at that more of an emergency referral. But this spinal realignment, relaxation, reduction in stress and anxiety, and perhaps a change to where they sit and how they sit if they're working on computer. So, you know, they could sit on perhaps a ball instead of sitting on an office chair, perhaps a stand-up desk. Maybe they need more exercise, more stretching. Um, hydrotherapy is definitely an option for migraine and headache sufferers. And they can do that at home just with the tubs of water under their feet. They don't need, or in the shower, turning it on and off. They really don't need to go full on 
west, you know, into the ocean and out of the ocean or getting an infrared spa. So it's really great when we think about the whole person and everything that's going on with them. I have written case studies on this and I've got a herbal case study with herbal extract company that I wrote many, many, many moons ago. So there's a number of herbs we can use and there's a number of nutrients we can use and it's, but it's well worth making sure that we've got all the lifestyle, diet and all of the other areas covered at the same time. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and if you've got any questions or you want to get in contact with me, don't forget the Facebook group or you can message me. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel, say hi on the channel and share it with your friends. Lovely chatting. See you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.